0: Hello, welcome into the Daily Blues podcast here on 101 ESPN.com. Dan Betlock with you. We've got a great podcast coming your way today. Lots to get to. I'm dubbing this one Costin Mania. Clint Costin getting the call this week for the St. Louis Blues from the San Antonio Rampage. Only 20 years old. Of course, he was originally drafted by the Blues back. In 2017, 31st overall, the first round. He's played in 14 games so far with the Rampage. He's got three goals, five assists, 10 penalty minutes. He's been down with San Antonio for the past three seasons. Played in 147 games down there. So, Koston has been getting that seasoning. And still, he's only 20 years old. So, that's something to think about, too, when you're bringing it up. Seems like Koston has been around forever, but still only 20 years old. Still some rawness in his game. But he did enough in the training camp this year to turn some heads. I mentioned in yesterday's podcast that he was kind of the darling of training camp. Came in, pumped in a lot of goals in the preseason. Did take some unnecessary penalties, and I think that's what uh, maybe ultimately led him to get back down to the AHL this year and not make the roster out of the uh, training camp this season, is that the penalties did amount for him uh, during the during the preseason. Yes, he was getting points, but he spent a lot of time in the box as well. So, and that's where the rawness of his game comes in still. But he's played super well down in the uh, the A this year. So he gets the call, the first call this season with the Blues, uh, desperately needing healthy bodies uh, to get through this stretch of games uh, with only, what, 12 healthy forwards. So Clem Costin gets the call. Uh, We're going to hear a lot uh, of audio uh, on Clem. But let's get an update from Alex Ferrario, who's at practice today. Uh, Clem practiced for the first time with the team since his recall. So let's hear from Alex Ferrario and an update from practice.
1: Thank you, Dan. Well, at Blues practice today, they got their first look at Clem Kostin in the NHL regular season. Now, if you're hoping to see him in the game tomorrow night against Columbus, well, you may be sadly mistaken. It's not confirmed, but signs pointing towards Clem just being with the team in Columbus tomorrow evening. He skated with a fifth line that included Troy Brower and Jamie McGinn and Craig Berube saying afterwards that we'll see when it comes to Clem Kostin being in the game game against Columbus. But some good things came away from practice as well. Had the chance to talk a little bit with Clem and said he's more than excited to be up with the big leagues right now. And also talked about what he hopes to accomplish here with the St. Louis Blues. And he basically told me that right now it's just a matter of going out, impressing the coaches, and getting better on a daily basis. He's not sure how long he's going to be up here. We joked around and asked how long he packed for. And he said, well, I packed for a week. So could be up here for both games this weekend or he could be in action both games this weekend now Craig did say though the main reason of having Clem Costen up here was a little insurance for their team they only have 12 healthy forwards and they got back-to-backs against Columbus tomorrow and then Anaheim on Saturday back home. So you give yourself a little insurance in case some type of injury happens. And, of course, Clemson playing so well down in the minors for the St. Louis Blues. A couple of other notes from practice today. We did have a chance to catch up with Alex Petrangelo to talk a little bit about the way that he's been playing and basically said that he's just seeing the ice so much better than what he was last season and why you're seeing so much more offense from Alex Petrangelo. Also, it looked to be a goaltending question mark of who will be in net Friday and who will be in net Saturday. Jake Allen practiced with the defenseman along with Jordan Binnington, which usually is a sign for the starting goaltender, so we'll have to wait to find out tomorrow who will be in between the pipes. In terms of the rest of the lines, they all stayed the same. Chen Schwartz, Robert Thomas, Sanford, O'Reilly, Perron, Third line of Bozak, Blay, and De La Rosa. And your fourth line of McEachran, Sunquist, and Ivan Barbashev. The D was switched around a little bit. Also, Colton Pareco with Alex Petrangelo, Jay Bomeester, and Justin Falk. And it was a trio of Gunnarsson, Dunn, and Bortuzzo. So that's our practice report. I'm Alex Ferrario. Let's go back over to Dan Betlock. Thank
0: you Alex. So Costin skating as an extra today uh, with Brower and McGinn so uh kind of leads you to believe that maybe he won't play tomorrow. But we appreciate that practice report from Alex Ferrario. Clem of course met with the media after practice. So Let's hear that scrum.
2: H.L.G.M. like uh, call me after uh, after the game like uh, two, two nights ago and then yeah. s- just say like St. Louis called you up and I'm like are you sure it was me like he said yeah <laughs> how, how excited were you did you call I don't know parents friends girlfriend yeah I called call my dad first and then my mom second and then you know my family and myself were just waiting this moment like two years and I'm so excited to get a chance to call up are they all back in Russia my mom stayed back in Russia. My dad, uh, Los Angeles, right here, right now. What was it like going out on the ice today for the first time? And I know you've been here for camp, but regular yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's different, you know. Like uh, a little nervous. Pretty like I'm sure like was nervous to practice. You know, you wanna you wanna do everything. everything's good. And when you sometimes miss the puck or something like oh no. <laughs> <laughs> coach, see <CBO>, me no, no. Did <laughs> you have any uh, word on whether you play this weekend, or have they told you anything? I don't know. yet. Yeah, the coach, and the coach, we just talk about like, like uh, how I play in NHL, and that's it. He didn't say me anything about my first game. You know, just, just work hard and waiting my chance. That's what I want. Did you pack clothes for a couple? days or for for a whole year? Uh, no, for uh, for a week. <laughs> how do you feel like how do you feel like you were playing down in San
1: Antonio this year as uh, opposed to the last few? you Feel like it was better for you this year down
2: there? Yeah like if you're more car film in, in this league. Like uh, yeah like I play already two years in HL and I feel it's good when I play when I play in San Antonio and like you know I know like everybody coach coaching stuff and then yeah it's good is the game faster you feel like over here as opposed to where you- I didn't I didn't play here you know <laughs> well I mean over here in in North America as opposed to the over in Russia is over in Russia yeah for sure yeah you know in the Russia it's a little bigger ring. That's, that, that's why the hockey is a little faster here. Did, how well you played in the preseason here? Did that give you confidence that, yes, yeah I can play at this level? Yeah, exactly. The, my game in the preseason gave me confidence to play, like to start a season in the HL. I think that was like, a good start in the HL for, for the team. Just got like... Like a couple wins and then got second place in uh, in division. Well, the fans in St. Louis are excited to have you here, so I don't know if Yeah, you're I'm, I'm so excited <laughs> to to, uh, to have you here and see St. Louis fans too. So, whether you play or not, I mean, do you just want to pick up and learn as much as possible now? While you're yeah, here? yeah, exactly. I just want to learn every practice. The English has
0: certainly come a long way, that's for sure for Clem. Good job there, Clem. Uh, looking forward to seeing him play. Again, not sure whether he'll play tomorrow night or Saturday night remains to be seen, but I would like to see him get some minutes up here uh, just to see where he's at in his game. And you can control his minutes. You're not looking to play him 15 minutes a night by any means. So if you want to play him five minutes, sure, whatever. But get him some time uh, in, in an NHL action. See where he's at because his big body, he's going to be good against uh, Donald on the walls. Uh, I think the Blues could use that right now, another big body who um, – Bay style player, that's for sure, because Clem is not, uh, he's very willing to mix it up with the body, so um, Clem Costin hopefully will make his debut this weekend for the St. Louis Blues. Well, another guy who has seen Clem all season long is Brian McCormick. He's the play-by-play man for the San Antonio Rampage. He joined the Week in Hockey last night with Alex Ferrario and Joe Vitale. So here's Brian McCormick on Clem Costin, his call-up, and, of course, a little bit of Jordan Cairo in there as well. We'll get a just full Rampage report from Brian McCormick here with Alex Ferrario and Joy Vitale.
1: What has Clem done this season that you feel gives him the opportunity to play in the NHL? You
3: know, I think the maturation is part of it. And, you know, we've heard from Doug Armstrong. I've heard when I've talked with, uh, with Tim Taylor, the director of player development. When you think of Clem, we think of someone who's been playing professional hockey for now this is third season. You forget the age. Uh, he's, he's 20 years old now, and uh, Doug Armstrong, I think, is the one who phrased it, who said, "You look at Jordan Cairo, who fans have gotten to know. Uh, he's a year ahead of where Clem is now, age-wise." So, I think from year two to year three, there's just there's been a, a bit of a developmental jump. Uh, he's a big guy. He's a strong guy. He's six foot three. That hasn't changed. But uh, some of the understanding of, of ha- how to handle moments in the game, uh, keeping his cool a little bit more, and then just making smart decisions with the puck. That that's a big part of it. Um, and probably also just a little bit more comfortable in his own skin. Uh, He had a phenomenal preseason with St. Louis. You guys had a front-row seat to that. And after that, going back to San Antonio, I think that for him was uh, comforting that, hey, I put on a great show. I know I'm in the AHL for my own good, uh, and now it's time to to put the work in down here. And he's got three goals. He's got eight points. He's he's had a good last uh, week and a half, uh, two goals in his last four games. And uh, I think a, a huge part of it is his comfort level and now just being 20 as opposed to 19 and, and how big of a, a developmental year that can be. Just having a better feel for your own skill level, your own abilities, and, and where you stand in the uh, the organizational depth chart.
1: Uh, you know, Brian, my question for you uh, to follow up with the Clem question, because that's kind of the, the story around St. Louis you know, you mentioned the points, you mentioned their productivity. We all know he's got the offensive ability, but in your mind, does he have that ability to come up into the National Hockey League and maybe fill a third or fourth line role? Maybe a, a role where you're playing eight to nine minutes and maybe Craig Bruby cares more about uh, if you're getting six or seven hits, let alone maybe a goal. Can he fill that physical role, a depth role where he can log good defensive minutes and be counted on on that back end? Yeah,
3: yeah. That, that's probably something that we learn a little bit. You know, he's led the team last year with 102 penalty minutes. Now, if you have 102 penalty minutes worth of slashes and hooks, that's not good. <laughs> but he is a player who likes to throw the body around. Again, he's 6'3", and uh, he's he's one of those players. Sometimes you, you talk of 18-, 19-, 20-year-old players, and it's like, well, they need a few years to mature, to grow into their bodies. Clem Cousin doesn't need to grow into his body. His body is is, is plenty fine for NHL <laughs> duty. Um, I, I think one of the good things that could be for, for a guy like Clem is that you know, he has offensive ability. One of the things we've seen this year, uh, I think more so than last year, is he has a, a terrific release. Uh, a week and a half ago against Texas, against Jake Ottinger, who's a, a highly touted goaltending prospect in his own right, albeit young, but still a player that the Stars have huge expectations for. Uh, constant got the puck just inside the, the top of the left circle on a power play and beat him clean, clean wrister upstairs. So the, the shot is something that he's developing, I think is also something that we'd like to see more of. Um but if you put him in a bottom-six role, uh, is there pressure on a 20-year-old Clem Kostin to put up points in a bottom-six role? Not necessarily. You know, his job is going to be to be aggressive, to use his physicality. That's something that when, when you see Clem Kostin throw his body around two or three big hits on one, on one shift, uh, it's almost you could just tell like he's having a little bit more fun with it, that he's relaxed he's into the game. So I, I think it would be actually uh, encouraging for him to, hey, go out there, ruffle some feathers, be a physical presence, Um, And as we've seen, when he's played in in the NHL in the preseason and understand it's the preseason, but he's put up good offensive numbers. So I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, Clem, go be yourself, make some noise and play with some skilled players who might be able to put you in a position that has some some success. So I I don't think there would be pressure there. I think that would actually be uh, kind of freeing for a young kid.
1: Again, we're talking with Brian McCormick, the play-by-play man for the San Antonio Rampage. Brian, Jordan Cairo, another player that a lot of fans are excited about because of the outlook of what he can provide in the NHL and unfortunately had to deal with a little bit of an injury throughout the offseason and made a lot of rehab, and he's played a couple of games for San Antonio so far this season. What have you seen from Jordan? Does it look like he's starting to get back up to game speed?
3: Yeah, well, the speed is absolutely there because in his second game back, uh, he scored a goal on a breakaway where the puck was pretty much just down the ice, and he won a foot rate that the the defender had a five-foot head start on. So the (laughs) speed is there, um, and the shot is there. And I think one of the things that the the Rampage appreciate is is just the respect that Jordan Kairou commands. When He has the puck, especially on the power play. uh, Defenders will will gravitate to him like bugs to a zapper. I mean, they are dragged to his side because you have to. Because if you give him the space to to post up and just let a rip, he's scored a goal, uh, from distance, he's, he's hit a post already, and this is just in four games. I mean, he looks exactly like the Jordan Cairo of a year ago, uh, so that does open things up for other players. Uh, I, I think the the thing that for Jordan is important over the course of you know the next you know however however long and maybe he spends a year in, in San Antonio. I mean, obviously, those are things I'm privy to, but um, it, it's going to be the the, the strengthening of, of uh, getting his lower body back to to 100% in terms of uh, the strength and the, and the trust. Uh, but he, he feels good. He's, he's having fun. He's, he's been all smiles. And, uh, again, the, the speed factor is not there, is not, uh, is not missing. Uh, he's been winning foot races for the four games that he's been back, and he's creating. And I think uh, what's interesting is that he's, he's putting up points. He has four points in four games. He's a plus two over that stretch. He has 12 shots on goal since he came back into the lineup. And he's doing that while getting the full uh, attention of the team across the way. So uh, I think what they've seen from Cairo so far has been encouraging in terms of the, the skill level and, and his comfort level with, uh, with how he feels. Um, and now it just allows you to, to put the focus back on where it was at the end of last spring when his season was cut short, which is the education process and the defensive side of the game and you know making sure that all the X's and O's make sense for when uh, St. Louis is ready for him. Hey, Brian
0: was fantastic last night on The Week in Hockey. Appreciate him jumping on last night, that's for sure. Uh, he gave us the Rampage report yesterday, so be looking for that. We'll have a lot more uh, Rampage news for you here on the Daily Blues podcast and, of course, on 101ESPN.com. Let's switch up from Clem Costin and talk a little to David Perron. He's having he's off to a fantastic start. I'm going to play a clip of an interview that David Perron did with John Kelly, which you can hear this full interview tonight on Behind the Bench with John Kelly on 101ESPN uh, 101.1 tonight uh, at 7 o'clock after the fact. So here's a snippet of David Perron with John Kelly, just talking about his success this year, his chemistry with Ryan O'Reilly, because those two are like two peas in a pod right now. They go together like peas and carrots. Okay, enough of the puns. Let's get to David Perron and John Kelly.
1: You're off to a great start, my friend. Of course, 31 years of age now, eight goals in 19 games. Uh, I know you've had some very good years in your career, but I, I would imagine that you're as confident now as you ever have been.
4: Yeah, I think it's it's awesome to have uh, consistent uh, consistent line mates every single night and uh, obviously getting the confidence from uh, Chief uh, to go out there in important situation, important offensive situation like five-on-threes, four-on-threes, uh, power plays, things like that, and also getting key uh, face-offs, and at the same time, we're also playing a 200-foot game. We, we start a lot in these zones, so we take pride in that as well, and it, it's been a pleasure for sure this year, and, and obviously last year playing with, with O'Reilly for much of the year, and uh, we're just looking to keep building off that. Did you have instant chemistry
1: with Ryan? It, it, it just seems like every night yeah. you guys know exactly where you're going to be.
4: Yeah, we, we certainly have uh, things that we we know where uh, each guy will be in, in different situation, and that's always nice because you can uh, refer back to that as, as soon as you kind of don't have time or whatever, you know where the guy will be. And uh, I, I would say, yeah, from the from the first game that we played last year in Winnipeg, I'll remember. I think it was around November or something that um, Mike yo tried us together with uh, Sanford, and we had a good stretch there for a few games. And uh, obviously, we weren't finding su- success as a team by then, so they changed again. But um, certainly, it's it's been nice to have uh, instant chemistry with him.
1: And obviously, in overtime, it seems like you guys almost every night get the goal. You have now three overtime winners so far. Um, when it gets to overtime, do your eyes light up and say, oh, boy, this is this is a good time for us?
4: Yeah, I mean, you know you're, you're going to get a good chance or a too good chance, and uh, it's definitely nice uh, to uh, – to um, get those opportunities, like I said, from Chief and to play with O'Reilly, it's it's pretty special, and uh, certainly uh, he's got a big goal, I think, for us in Minnesota as well. We've won a lot in overtime recently, but uh, it's nice to to get those ones. You can catch that
0: interview tonight in its entirety on Behind the Bench with John Kelly tonight at 101 ESPN at 7 o'clock after the fast lane. That's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Daily Blues podcast. Don't forget, the Blues take on the Blue Jackets tomorrow. Blue Jackets, 16 points in the East, 6-8-4. and four. They currently sit at 13th in the Eastern Conference. Upcoming schedule looks like this for the Blues. They have, obviously, the Columbus Blue Jackets tomorrow. They return home to place the Ducks on Saturday. The Lightning come into town on November 19th, the 21st. The Flames come into town, and then the Predators Central Division matchup on November 23rd with the St. Louis Blues. So, Blues at Blue Jackets tomorrow, 6 p.m. Central time. Puck drop. We'll have our uh, Mitsubishi Electric pregame show starting on 101 ESPN at 5 p.m. Central. So, our coverage of tomorrow night's game from Columbus. That wraps it up for the Daily Blues podcast. Remember, folks, go see a ball game often. Follow your local teams. It really is fun for the entire family. Dan Betlock on the Daily Blues podcast signing off until tomorrow.